Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode four, where today we're talking about how to be more successful at your health and wellness goals. And I know health and wellness goals is very generic. Really, what we're talking about is emotional eating mastery, being mindful about your eating habits or managing your stress or overeating so that you can lose weight or even eliminate your dependence on sugary foods to help control your blood sugar issues and get off or prevent needing to go on diabetes medication. Simply put, what do I need to do, or even better phrased, how can I be more successful? This is a question that comes up often. It comes up in my own journey, also for a lot of my clients. And I usually hear this question after a client has had many false starts. That is, getting on the wagon Monday morning and being off the wagon by Monday afternoon. And there are a couple of reasons why people struggle to get back on the path that they've chosen. Um, And I'm just going to outline a couple of those for you. Number one, it's possible that they've chosen something that's too vastly different from what they've been doing in the life that they're used to living. Sometimes when we make change, we need to pick small, manageable, easily doable things that we can do consistently. It's not about the sweeping change that you can only do once. It's the things that you do over and over and over again that will or won't get you results. Number two, it's possible that they've chosen a goal that they don't really care about. If managing your eating habits isn't a priority, then you're likely to continue to struggle. If you have decided to lose weight because someone else has a problem with your current weight, then you may struggle to do what it takes to lose the weight. Number three, it's possible that you've lost sight of your goals and you just need to refocus and maybe get some reminders. And for these folks, they're the people who forget all about the party that they're trying to lose five pounds for when they're faced with a donut staring them in the face. And of course, no one is immune to this. We have all sacrificed a long-term goal that couldn't be realized today for a cookie, cake, a bag of chips, or bread, or something else that could be realized and manifested in a matter of minutes. When what we say we want, like losing weight or eliminating emotional eating, is not in alignment with where we are, binge eating chips and salsa or snarfing a sleeve of Oreos, it creates a sort of disagreement or strife within us, a a tension or conflict that makes it really hard for us to decide and then really get behind what it is that we say we want to do. We say we want to lose weight, but the truth is we really don't want to have to work that hard to lose the weight. 
We say we want to manage or master our emotional eating, but we would really rather eat whatever we want, whenever we want, why ever we want, and for it to not have any negative consequences, to basically and literally have our cake and eat it too. So there are times when while we're on our journeys, each of us, we are at odds with ourselves, at odds with where we are in our process. And it's at these times when we feel the most frustrated and anger at ourselves and towards other people on similar paths, making what appears to be more progress than we are. And this can be made even more frustrating when the only outward sign of success seems to be in the loss of clothing sizes. So I want to address this. It is so important to have other ways to measure your success than a number on the scale or the inches on a tape measure. Sure, a smaller size pair of jeans may get you a compliment, but knowing that there are donuts in the break room and knowing with every fiber of your being that you don't want one, you won't eat one, and it's not a problem will give you pride and confidence and believe me that far outlasts Sally from accounting's comment about have you lost weight? Understand, getting from where you are to where you want to be is rarely a straightforward path. As with most things in life, it's a journey, a process, and there's lots and lots of learning. There will be cycles of huge motivation, followed by seasons of rest and recovery and even falling back and regrouping. So this period of struggle It's a part of the process. It's a part of the path. And there is something for you to learn here. If you will slow down, breathe, and look around. If you're struggling to get back on a diet or a way of eating, there is a reason. If you're struggling to get your daily walk in, there's a reason. If you're back to eating something that you'd previously given up, there's a reason. So stop for a second and see if you can figure out what's going on. Are you pushing too hard? Are you being impatient? Are you being unforgiving towards yourself? Here's the things that I've learned and every day more and more clients prove to me that it's true. The more you try to force yourself to be on a certain path or to get on a certain wagon, the more you will find yourself struggling and the more you will find yourself falling off the path and flying off the wagon face first into a chocolate cake. Let me ask you, have you ever tried to push a donkey or a horse? You get back there at the back end and you lean into it hard hoping the force will cause it to move forward. But what happens? If you're lucky, nothing, and it just stands there. If you're unlucky, you get kicked. This journey that you're on to lose weight or get off your diabetes meds or kick your addiction to chocolate, it's like going on a road trip. If you were going on a road trip to a city that was 12 hours away, 
Do you think that you would get there without making a single stop? Without making a single detour? Without having to pee once? Unlikely. That's just not going to happen. That's what these moments of struggle or weakness are. They're little detours where you've decided to stop in that little town and take a look around. And when you're ready, when you've peed, when you've stretched your legs, you'll get back in the car and you'll get back on the road to your destination. Sure, you may get there just a little bit later than you had intended, but as long as you don't turn around and go home, you will get there, no matter how many detours and pit stops you make. So instead of asking yourself, how can I get back on the wagon? Or how can I force myself to go back on my diet? Or how can I speed up my weight loss? Or how can I make dieting easier? The question we really need to ask ourselves is, what can we do? That is, how can we best work with and optimize our skills, knowledge, and efforts while we're in the cycle that we're in so that we can maintain all the ground that we've gained. And what I mean is, is if you've noticed that junk food is becoming a problem for you again, it may be too difficult to try and eliminate all the junk food starting tomorrow or starting within the next hour. It might be simpler to see how you can prevent your junk food from becoming a two-week or three-week or month-long binge-eating junk food fest. Let's say that you typically eat clean foods, but you're currently struggling because you're away from home or due to scheduling or work or something's crazy. Your efforts might be better spent determining how you can make the best of your situation and the best use of your time. What can you optimize and make use of? How can you make your situation work for you? You may not be able to make a whole lot of progress during your time of struggle, but that's making no progress is definitely better than going backwards. So what can you do to keep this time of struggle from being a detractor or a deterrent that keeps you from getting closer to your goals? Again, sitting still, staying in one place is still better than going backwards. So many of us feel like we have to do it right, right? 100% of the time, 100% correctly, and get our gold star in order to be successful. And that's really not true, especially when we're talking about emotional eating. When it comes to mastering your eating programs, perfection is not your friend. And it may just be one of the contributors to your problems. It's not about getting it right all the time. And it's not about using that, the fact that you can't get it right all the time, as an excuse to never try either. The point is to do the best that you can, knowing, of course, that your best will change from day to day. What you're able to do today may not be what you're able to do tomorrow, but always do the best that you can. The idea that it must be perfect and that we must be perfect is what sets so many of us up 
for binge eating and restriction and even eating disorders. And it keeps you looking for the magic bullet that will make you perfect, that will make you better, that will make you finally be okay. And guess what? You're already all of those things. So if you're struggling to get back on the wagon, stop making a plan to get back on the wagon. Don't step blindly out there thinking that it will work. Don't try to brute force yourself into getting back on the wagon because chances are, if you don't really want to right now, if you're not really 100% behind it, if you're not really feeling it, then you won't be able to stick with it. Realize, understand, and embrace this idea that you'll get back on the wagon when you're fired up and ready to. And you may have to wait a little bit for that part of the cycle to come back around. Instead, make a plan for how not to lose ground. Make a plan for how to maintain weight. Use this time to learn more about your particular issues. If you're struggling with a certain kind of food, see if you can determine how to get rid of it. And I don't just mean throwing it in the trash. With my clients and myself, I've often used tapping to break any emotional hold that a food may have on me or them, like an addiction to chocolate as an example. If this is a food that you're struggling with, I encourage you to check out the notes for this episode. I've included a link to a PDF and a seven-minute video that will get you started on freeing yourself from chocolate using tapping. Now, I understand that many of you may not like this idea of waiting and being patient, right? We're in in a world of instant gratification. I want it now. And I can totally understand. It's easy to get caught up in the getting there instead of focusing on the little everyday things that you need to actually do to get you there. Specifically, what I mean is the little food choices that matter the exercise and fitness choices that you make, what you do for self-care, how you get relaxation and rest, whether you take supplements, staying as true to your plan as you can because you believe in your plan. Weight loss should be a bonus side effect to getting healthy and building a better relationship with your food and your body. All that being said, If you really, really, really want to goad yourself to getting back on the wagon, you can always, always, always go back to your why. Why are you doing this? Who are you doing it for? What are the benefits that you've already seen from being on this path? When you sit down and investigate and really get in touch with your root motivation, you should jumpstart your motivation engines again and find it easier to get back on the wagon. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to check out the downloads and resources section for that link to the PDF and video if you're interested at all in learning how tapping can help you. Thanks again and I'll talk to you guys soon.